You know, Mike. What's up? You're not completely useless. How's that? You can always be used as a bad example. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys. Welcome, yeah. Another episode of Awesome Awful. This is the awful aspects of psychology. Mm -hmm. That was one of the uh, uh, lighter dark jokes that you've ever said so far, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I used you as an example. A poor one, but you know, it's fine. But, you know, we kind of... That last one was a kind of a roller coaster of good and bad. So before we get all deep end here, I wanted to ask you if what's one piece of advice you could give to your sixteen year old self? Oh fuck! Um, get your head out of your ass. Um, football isn't the end all be all, you know. Um, Apply the same drive I had for football for two other things. You know, find other passions. Right. You know, like, I had just a singular focus, and that was it. And uh, I guess to me talking to my 16-year-old self would be, hey, man, recognize that you have this skill of being able to be laser-focused on something. But apply it to everything, mm-hmm. not just what you think is you're going to be good at. You know, like literally, be you're going to have you're going to live your life, no matter what. Yeah. Life's going to happen. You might as well do your best, and don't slack off in certain parts of your life just because they're boring or not not interesting to you. You know, like that that that'd probably be the best advice I can give my 16 year old self. Okay, why? Oh, I was just curious. What I about watched you? a podcast where they that was one of the questions they asked, and I was like, huh. I should ask Dan that. Uh, mine would be a diet and exercise. Like, if you start doing it now, you're going to have a lot better time later. And That's uh, advice you can give yourself now. Right. No, I know. But if I were to <laughs> give it to my 16-year-old self, then I would think that I would be able to have the realization now like that there is no magic pill. There isn't going to be anything that's going to stop you from being the way you are. You are the one that's in charge. Like, I realize that now. So if I go back, you know, 14 years in the past and go, hey, man, if you spend the next 14 of your years of your life eating, drinking, and eating right and exercising right, like, there's no one that can stop you. Yeah. Like, you could be, uh, like, there's so much more that you could be than just another fat kid to be made fun of. And a lot that's it'll make your life so much easier. And you know that would be the main piece of advice. But also, would another one would be, I guess, if I were just to make it to really one long sentence, would be uh, diet and exercise are so important. But also, work hard in school. Like I know you don't think it matters right now, and everyone's telling you what you need to do with your life. You don't have to have all the answers, but still work hard. Because this is the easiest your life is ever going to be. <laughs> it doesn't get any any easier. If you so, think this is bad, just wait. <laughs> yeah. So diet and exercise, comma, and work hard at school and apply yourself. Because, dude, like, I thought I was fucking stupid for 10 years straight. And then when I went back to school, like, I realized, like, oh, shit. Like, I actually know a lot of stuff. And... I'm actually, once I apply myself, I'm capable of getting really good grades. Yeah. And then the scholarships started coming in, and they were like, yeah, this is because you have really good grades. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, man. So, yeah, that would be the piece of advice that I would give my 16-year-old self. Because, you know, as awesome as wish, wishful thinking is, uh, it's still just like, like you said, you can give that information to yourself now. Yeah. You can give that advice to yourself now, and that's kind of, that's what I've been doing. To all of yourselves. Yeah. Like, not just the motivated self. The the self that is also, that wakes up in the morning and doesn't want to do a goddamn thing. You tell that self, hey, yeah. if you just get the fuck out of bed, your life's going to be better. Yeah. You know? That's what and, I'm sure. and And sometimes you have to kick your own ass. Yeah. You know? That's why... I work out like a terrorist. You know, I tell you that I told you this the other day is like, I work out like a motherfucker because I know I'm going to feel better afterwards. And I do. It's fucking crazy. (laughs) It's just like, I'm shocked every single time. Seriously. Every single time I go and I don't want to fucking be there. I just, I just, that's the, 
it's 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 a and, and this is actually an awesome aspect of psychology too is when you get a routine stick fucking with it yeah because no matter what like though the days that i don't want to hit the fucking gym at all ever i don't even want to fucking think about the gym mm-hmm. if i get there all i have to do is get there i snap into my routine Damn. So what I do is I have a, a mass. It's what's a, a MAS, the minimum minimum acceptable standards. Is what my that's my warm up. Right. And my my warm up is run. It's actually at one point two five miles now. So uh, so I get there, get dressed, hit the sauna for five minutes, go and run one point two five miles. It goes up every single workout. So okay. tomorrow will be one point two six. And uh, but it started at point five, so it yeah. started at half a mile. So I'm up to 1.25. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna keep it going until my fucking I fall off again. Has know? it gotten easier to run them? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I keep checking my my watch, and because when it, when it first started, I was fat as shit. Like I was 24, and I was just a fucking slob. I was disgusting, and I hated myself. I hated myself every day for it. And it's like because I let myself blow up, and I didn't think there's I thought, I thought I was gonna end up like my dad. No offense, dad. Um, we love you, Dan. <laughs> and that's, that's, uh, that's Dan's dad's name. Yeah, Dan. yeah. I'm the fourth, Dan the fourth. But um, original fuck, <laughs> right? Right. Go ahead. Sorry. But anyways, um, so yeah, I, 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 my watch has been a savior for me too because I like I love numbers. Yeah. And uh, when I get to the gym, uh, I'm gonna, the first time I started this program, like the, my minimal acceptable standards is, uh, like I said, a half a mile. When I was running that half a mile, I had to stop three times in a half a mile that's how out of shape i was and it's like okay well every day is gonna get easier from here on out because i'm not letting myself slack off again and i haven't that's been since 2017 damn that was before my my second dui so it's like when it was right after my second dui so it was 2018 uh in in june and uh i haven't i haven't quit and I, I don't see myself quitting unless I like I get like seriously seriously injured. Knock on wood. I well, I mean, you yeah, know. when you had the Rona, I had. To, I mean, I was I was out for a week, which okay. I mean, I don't see that as that's I not mean, a falling off. Yeah, you know? yeah like I, I got would, back right, got right back on the treadmill right where I was at. Yeah. You know, and well, then, I wasn't trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So and it's and so that's my minimal acceptable standards. Is I get I go, I get to the gym. I snap into my routine right when I walk in through the door. Right on. Yeah, and uh, and I I change, hit the sauna, and when I in the sauna for five minutes, I can get that first drip of sweat. Mm-hmm. My, my body just knows. It's like okay, well here we go. You know, it's like, ooh, I'm about to get the fun juice. Exactly. Right. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And if they could make a, the feeling you get after a workout into a pill, I mean, it would sell off the shelves. You wouldn't be able to sell enough of it. Yeah. Like, it's just the endorphin rush and just, like, how good you feel. It's like, I never feel more free in my both my my mind and my body yeah. after my workouts. So, I was just like, like, nothing matters anymore. Dude, awesome. So, yeah. That just made me think of the uh, Rick and Morty episode. We took uh, Rick, and Rick is a simple man, and he... Like making toys for his daughter. <laughs> so yeah. dark. We, we took that feeling and we put it into a cookie. Put it into a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> you ever been pissed off at the man? He fucking then, kills him. He yeah. kills everybody in yeah. the fucking place. And then we, they take that thing yeah. and put it into the cookie. Yeah, it's like, it oh my cookie. God. Like, oh my God. Fuck yeah. I was <laughs> like, there's no escaping this. Did like, you see the, uh, they're coming up to, it's season five. So yeah, in June. June, June 20th. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, but, so, negative aspects or awesome aspects or awful aspects of psychology. Uh, for me, it's one of the biggest and most horrific ones is all of the torture that has happened. Uh, through, torture uh, works. Yeah, throughout history. I mean, but at the same time, like, as awful as it is, but we wouldn't be to where we are if uh, we didn't go through that, like, that finding out about learned helplessness and then... Learn um, helplessness is probably the darkest yeah, part where of psychology. Fucking, where they torture dogs and oh god, that fucking makes me sick just to even think about it. Yeah, where they they turn off they they keep they keep the electric uh, floor on. Yeah, and then they just sit they just lay down on the electric floor and even if the other tiles are off. Yeah, yeah, 
It's, it's, oh, man. It, it's, it's, that's really, really dark shit. It's, well, it shakes you to your core. Yeah, well, then there's the, like, baby Charlie, I think his name oh, was. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that they conditioned him to be terrified of soft, fluffy things. Mm-hmm. And that they, they fucked up that kid's life for the rest of his life. I mean. E- EDMR. Yeah. EMDR. E- EMDR. <laughs> I was like, EDM. <laughs> EDM. <laughs> He's going to a lot of raves. <laughs> All the rave guys that listen to our, our podcast are like, dude, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Right? Like <laughs> damn, get it? <laughs> Come on, we'll do some MDMA. Go to an EDM. But yeah, man, that's one of the negative things, the awful things about uh, psychology that has really uh, bothered me. As I have studied it and been like passionate about it, because I think to truly to, to truly be to truly be passionate about something, you have to take the good with the bad, and you can't explain it away. You have to own it. Yeah. And like the asylums, like dude, have you seen any video, like any documentaries about how awful asylums were before, like the sixties? I don't even want to, dude. Uh, anybody that they considered a mental deficient. So you could just be, have a learning disability. You could just be dyslexic. And they're like, oh, well, he's a mental deficient. We're going to ship him off to the asylum. You so it's like are, a branch off of eugenics kind yeah, of thing? You are na- uh, naked and going to be in your own piss and shit for the rest of your life. The food you're going to be getting is slop. Uh, there's going to be patients who are more self-aware and will take advantage of other patients. The doctors and orderlies who you're going to be, that your care is going to be entrusted to, rape, torture, uh, experimenting on. I mean, like, they didn't give a fuck about what they did. I didn't did. even think about asylums, man. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, oh, man. It is, it's so, it's so disgusting. You know what it rivals so how, how dark it is? Huh. How, uh, probably doesn't even rival asylums. What's the clo- uh, a distant second? Is the state of our mental health affairs right now. Dude. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah. Granted, we do have psychologists. We do have people, these t- these tools in the toolkit as we were talking about in our last podcast. But the state of awareness of mental health. Yeah. I mean, in Omaha alone, they they literally just throw you on the fourth floor of a manual. That's it. Yeah. And leave you there. It's basically a modern day asylum. Yeah. It's, it's it's fucking disgusting. And like you said, you were waiting twelve hours in the emergency room. Yeah. Wait. That should not happen. Right. Like, you, I guarantee you wouldn't be waiting 12 hours in the emergency room if you broke your wrist. Yeah. You know? Like... Well, not just that, too, but, like... Uh, it's fucking disgusting. I read this fucking phenomenal book uh, for my abnormals, the Fundamentals of Abnormal Psychology class. Great class, by the way. Fucking amazing. Uh, shout out to Professor Vaughn. If you ever hear this, I've already thanked her, but thank you for being such a f- phenomenal teacher. I mean, she literally like ignited a passion inside me that hasn't died and it's been years it's been two years since i've taken that class and i still talk about it and i still like think about all i still have the textbooks i still have the book report the book that i bought like all of my papers that i've written for her i still have and like i've i like i'll read what she wrote about like like her uh her notes on him and stuff because it's just but yeah, this book is called uh, The Center Cannot Hold, and it's about this fascinating woman who grew up in the 50s and 60s, but she is a paranoid schizophrenic, and her horrific life that she has led with dealing with this disease, uh, or mental illness, because that's, I think, I don't know what to call it. Like, what do you, do you call it, it mental illness? It's just a disorder. Yeah, disorder. Uh, mental disorders, yeah. Yep. So, this this disorder, and... The, the shit that she had to go through, like, I mean, you talk about somebody, who, like, so, when I say psychotic to you, what does that mean? Uh, delusions of grandeur. Okay, you're not wrong. So, uh, or, like, a break from what we call reality. That is what psychosis is. Yeah. Okay. That is the definition of it. Yeah. So, you take somebody who is a breaking from reality. Like, I think that blue cup is a lobster. Yeah. And well, nobody if, else agrees with me. Yeah, if, this blue, <laughs> if you see this blue cup acting like a lobster coming over to come, you know, yeah. pinch your nipples, you know, then you're going to have a problem. And then I end up pitching my own nipples. Yeah, and then like, like, well, I'm not really going to have a problem yeah, with it. I'm but, so, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this is really, really a disorder, Mike. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyways, go on. But, uh, so she's for, having... For all you listeners out there, I was just pinching my nipples. He was <laughs> super hard. I got a rage I clue. can only get so erect. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Uh, so but anyway, to the awful sexuality. Part. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so she is having Likes in a nipple play. Yeah. This woman is beyond super intelligent. I mean, she is. Uh, she. I mean, because that's one thing that's kind of like indicative or comes along with uh, schizophrenia is is like hyper intelligence. Like they because they get to these like and like manic episodes almost where they just are. It's almost as if like they're uh, uh, shit. What's the term? Uh, like autism kids or people who are Asperger's. No, the people have like Asperger's that are, uh, oh God, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. They are like phenoms in math, but they can't communicate. They can't socially interact with people, but they're boy wonders in math or they can uh, have photographic memories and then be able to recreate it in perfect detail or... uh, but a lot of people have that type of intelligence to where they are just unbelievably smart. But it's so it, it uh, dances the line with insanity so so much so much. So she's in college, and she's at fucking Vanderbilt on a full time, full paid full scholarship. And Vanderbilt's one of the hardest schools to get into. And she wants to be a lawyer, and she's doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like she just. Like she writes the she wrote it as it as it was happening to her, but that's she wrote it the book later. But when you're reading the book, you're reading it as you're this person at this age, and then she was talking about yeah. So I was just going to study for my law exam, and then I had to get a knife because someone was going to kill me, and then my my uh, the people I was working on my school project with they were going to turn against me and kill me and flay me and eat my eyes and like it was that fucking quick I mean she goes out into the fucking roof and starts babbling and rambling about how the whole world is going to come to an end and how she needs to kill you know six babies because of this that and the other and like uh, she had this she found a nail of a, a roofing nail and she like she was hiding that because someone might try to come and kill her they took her to the emergency room and the emergency room this person does not understand what's going on and they sent in six jacked dudes to hold down this 100-pound woman. Like, if you already are having paranoid delusions about the people you know and love and trust coming to kill you, and then you send in strangers to forcefully tie you down and, like, strap you to a bed to where you yeah. can't move anything. Her paranoia is turning into reality at this yeah, point. Guys, yeah, guys, you're not helping. Like, yeah. you're making this situation ten times worse. And that was the standard operating procedure, man. So it's like, and this oh, is here's a needle to calm you down. Yeah. yeah, like oh my god, just the so that is one of the awful things. But the book itself is a great, uh, yeah, it's called the Center Cannot Hold. It's a great look at schizophrenia and hmm. what the disease or the disorder actually is, and what can what people who have it can accomplish. I've had a you know did I ever tell you about my break from reality? I've had a psycho, psychotic episode. No, what? What? Yeah. What? Right, what? Uh, give me the deets. I took five grams of psilocybin. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there I was, Wednesday afternoon, and I thought, I don't have anything going on. Yeah, I want to trip balls for eight hours. But no, I uh, um, I, I took the heroic dose of psilocybin. Heroic uh, dose? Yeah, it's, it's five grams okay. plus. You can do a lot more if you want, but it's the, uh, what do you call it, the, where it's the... It reached a certain point where you don't get any returns. Plateau. Yeah, it's like you can go past five grams, but like you have to take a fuck ton more to get any more higher, right? So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's like a, a cliff like a almost, ceiling. like a ceiling almost. Yeah, but either way, I'm not a fucking expert on that, so maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong with yeah. that, you know. But either way, no, it's not, I know what you're yeah. talking about. So, it's like, like same thing yeah. with like Tylenol and Advil, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, I, I, I took that much. It was interesting, <laughs> um, which. I don't. I don't think I was crazy, but I was. Okay. It was weird. So it's like there was no me anymore. So like it just dissolved my ego. Like just who I knew as Dan Hawks. Yeah. Wasn't there. It was just like I was just a a disembodied human trying to figure out what the fuck time it was. Yeah. For about eight hours. <laughs> like shit. I was asking what time it was to myself. For about four hours straight. Every second. Do you... What do you... Are you... 
aware of the memories from that time? Yeah. You never like blacked out or anything or did anything no. that you don't remember that someone had to explain to you? No. I remember it all. Damn. Okay. And I still remember the feeling. I still remember the feeling of just not knowing what... It's still screwing me up to this day. I don't know what time is. Well, Dan, it's 10.35 right now. Okay. Where? Right here. Where? In space? <laughs> I, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> We're on a fucking flying spaceship. Right. And we somehow create time out of nothing? Yeah. Where the fuck is time at? It's not tangible. Yeah, like it's... this is like these are all these thoughts that were going through my head, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stop them. I was like getting hurled into the fucking sun of thoughts. Jesus. Like you know, normally it's a whirlwind in here. It was like a nuclear reactor of thoughts, Excuse me. all caving in on itself about time. Damn. Yeah, it was incredible. I want to ask you. So, the moment you took it. To when you became aware again, or sober, I guess. With the come down? Excuse me. What did that feel like? And was it a, like, were you becoming aware? Like, you were, you said you were disembodied, like, humanoid there for a moment. But then when you became, like... Like, did you sleep at all and then wake up and feel like, oh, I'm back to normal? No, I never did fall asleep that night. Okay, um, so then do you have yeah, the come down and yeah, then so becoming sober or becoming aware again? It was interesting. So it was, it came to the point, so easiest way to describe it is, is to like, take the variable out right so like the ego never did ever come back like it, it's always been fractured since then on so it's like i already know like when i asked you the question of how much of does of your body does does it know that it's michael hawks you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense right it, like when you when you when you fracture the ego in that way like the heroic dose so you absolutely dissolve it to where it's nothing and then it tries to rebuild itself back up mm-hmm. it's not the same thing so that dan hawks that was before that mushroom trip is no longer, okay. <laughs> you know, I, it's, and and I, I basically become like a phoenix. Like I'm I'm a brand new fucking person after that, and and I think in a really really good way because like that fucking dude thought he knew everything. You when know? was this? Over the pandemic. Oh, it was. It was very the... recently. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So it was like fucking still cold outside. So March, maybe April oh, of last, last year, so like, like about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, um, so, uh, the, the come down, the come down. So basically, um, where was I getting that? What was I fucking talking about? So something about a variable. Yeah, you took out the variable. The ego was never really there. Mm-hmm. And, and that person's gone now. And so the new Dan coming down, what, when were you aware of the change in yourself then? Was it immediate? Or did it take like a day or two or a week? Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about. So I was going to interchange the variable with something else. So when I ask you a question, like, think about infinity. It's hard to think about it because we have no concept of it, but yeah. Now stop thinking about infinity. Okay. That is how how it happened. Oh. It's like when when you're thinking about a concept that has zero tangibility to it, right? Yeah. Like, like infinity or time or anything along those lines. It's like, you can't stop thinking about it. And when, when you have no ego involved, you have nothing else going on. It's just, you're only in your mind. And you can't get out of it. It's like a black hole for your thoughts. It's the easiest way to think about it. And eventually, when you just... Your mind has a shutoff valve, like as emergency fucking stop. Right. And when you take the mushrooms, that stop valve is gone. <laughs> you know, when I say to tell you to stop thinking about infinity, you you can just okay. Well, I guess I'll think about my dog. Yeah. Well, good luck when you're on mushrooms. You know, you better have a fucking guide because right. they can tell you. They can say, hey, hey, look at this shiny thing. I didn't have that. Yeah. I just did it by myself. Dumbass. I know. <laughs> well, I mean. It is what it is. I wanted. To, I was going to do it regardless. Well, you're so not going to. It's not like you're going to die from it. Exactly. What? What am I going to fucking? I guess I could have just ran outside and and fell in the snow or some shit or like. But I don't like either way. Um, that's that's the only way you die off off psychedelics is yeah. like if you go and do something dumb as fuck with right. by yourself, which I could have, but I'm not. Uh, there was there was no 
way I was going to even be able to leave my fucking basement, let alone <laughs> do anything else. But yeah, that, so like eventually I just stopped thinking about time okay. randomly because the, the fucking shutoff valve came back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were able like, you I was able to just like kind thoughts. of just like, when like all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, you, you, I, I was able to control my thoughts a little bit better. Okay. I was able to just stop thinking about it and then just kind of went off and did other things. Okay. I started focusing on, like, the dancing walls or the, how my group was breathing. It was <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, but, that's one thing that yeah. I uh, went to Colorado last May, so before the pandemic. Or so, not last May, May before last. And uh, uh, took some edibles and, like, I took one, nothing happened. I took two, nothing happened. I oh, took like half of a third, and then they all happened. Oh and, boy. Uh, I'm, a fucking, story, man. I'm a fucking lightweight when yeah. it comes to doing any type of drinking or drugs because I just I haven't done them for years. Sure. So we ordered some fucking bomb ass barbecue, and we ordered DoorDash, and they were like on the way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs, and I'm going to smoke a cigarette and wait for them. And right as I stepped out of the hotel door, <laughs> it they hit, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "Okay, I'm Sensory all right." Overload, huh? Yeah, I was like, "I'm okay, yeah. I'm all right." And I get in the elevator, and this elevator ride lasted for forty five fucking oh, minutes. Yeah. I went down two floors. Oh yeah. And I was like, I, I was, I, I started. I was like, dude, why is this elevator taking so long? And then I looked. I was like, wait, we're on like the thirty fifth floor, and I'm on thirty three now. I was like, oh, fuck, I am so fucking high right now. Oh, my God. I have God. been in this elevator for 10 years. Yeah, like it's <laughs> taken so long to take this elevator right. Yeah. And then once I like, I had to keep telling myself, look, this is the drugs. You know what's going on right there? What? It's your ego trying to take control over. Oh, okay. So if you just get your, get out of your own way, yeah. you're having the time of your fucking life, bud. Well, so we go. You're going to be like, holy fuck. Fuck this! My the floor is dropping. This yeah. is fucking crazy. But instead, you're like your ego is like, I gotta get this task done. I have to get this pizza. If, if I don't get there in time, this, he could leave or wh- yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. it's like I might not have time to smoke the cigarette beforehand. It's like your your ego is just trying to go. Okay, we got this. Yeah, because all your ego is is it's a task finisher or a task figure outer right it's a it's somebody who figures out the shit and then doesn't delete doesn't ever want to fucking lose control so it's going to do crazy shit to your fucking brain trying to keep that control when it knows it's losing it that's one of the reasons why i quit drinking so much is because i'm like i hate what happens when the ego lets go like i don't i because i do some stupid ass shit when i got really drunk i mean so I guess one of the reasons why I stopped is because I was just doing a bunch of dumb shit. And I never blacked out. I could constantly remember. Because you're big all, as fuck. Yeah, all yeah. the stupid shit that yeah. I was doing. But anyway, so this story ends. It's fucking hilarious. But, so my mom's a fucking trooper. And edibles, smoke, whatever. She's just like, she's, she's let's, the ego's like, her ego's like, all right, bro. We know, we've done this before. I know we've what been, you're about. We've been here before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're just going to let this shit ride. Yeah. So I go down and I'm like, sitting, the, I'm sitting outside. It's fucking beautiful Denver in the fucking mountains. I look and I see the mountains off to the side. I'm like, oh my God, it's so fucking gorgeous here. Mm-hmm. And I look at my phone and like, the person's calling me. I'm like, hello. And they're like, hey, this is DoorDash. What you want to know? We're running a little late. I'm like... It's all cool, baby. That's cool, baby. <laughs> and yeah, I actually fucking it. said Take that. Take your time, yeah. man. And then they got there, and they just looked at me, and they were like, all right. And they just, they it's fucking Colorado, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably high as fuck, too. They gave me the food, and I tipped them, like, the the price of the food, too. Just because yeah. I was just like, here you go. You have a good day. Hey, go man. Your, your job's pretty hard, ain't yeah. it? There you go. <laughs> go upstairs, and Mom and I just fucking destroy this fucking barbecue. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, 15 minutes later, I'm like, oh, fuck. Quick caveat. Fuck yeah. DoorDash and fuck all those delivery systems. Oh, dude, they fuck over the rest- uh, They fuck over the restaurant industry so dude, hard. yeah, they fucking will charge more for items on a med- restaurant menu. Oh, yeah. But not tell the men- the restaurant or the people ordering. Oh, yeah. So they're just pocketing all this extra oh, fucking yeah. money. And then charge them, and then charge both the restaurant and the del- and the fucking consumer for the delivery. Yeah. That's like what, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So stop being lazy. Whoever's listening to this, yeah. don't ever order off that shit. Just call them directly and go pick it up. I have ordered unless you're drunk, then do it. Yeah. I've ordered DoorDash 
once, and I think that was the only time. But then I realized how fucking expensive it's, it was, and I was just like, no, yeah. I'll fucking go get it. Mm-hmm. Like, Nathan, my brother, is so fucking lazy. He's like, no, I don't, I, he stopped now, finally, but he was like, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like going anywhere. That's yeah, like, fucked up, man. It's, like, no. it's completely yeah. fucked up. So, but yeah, I start getting sick, and I start feeling like shit, Uh-oh. and like, uh, I can feel the air conditioner touching each one of my pores uh, on my flesh. You were way too high. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you're oh, outer space, bud. Fuck, man. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, if I can just like read a book, I'll be fine. And I open up the book and then like the words are moving. I'm were like, they nope. Were they coming up at you? Yeah, I was yeah. like, nope, can't read the book. All right, I'm going to watch a movie on my phone. And I started watching the movie and then it was all like blend. I was like, nope, can't watch the movie. I need a I need a washcloth with cold water on my face. You just needed and, to breathe. Yeah, oh, I was, I, my mom, she came it came through clutch and then she gave me the the, the washcloth she was like just breathe here's this you're furry fine. wall rub yeah. your face on it yeah that's fine everything's okay she was like you're fine you're gonna be yeah. okay and I was like okay I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna go throw everyone up everyone in this world is gonna die at one point yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I go to this nice ass bathroom in this hotel room and I am puking my guts up oh dang and I'm just vomiting everything that I've eaten for the last five years and just, and then all of a sudden, I pull an abductor muscle right here. Oh, from throwing up? Yeah, from throwing up. Jesus, you were fucking going. Instantly. Oh, my God. What am I been doing? Why am I throwing? Oh, that's right. I got really high. Dude, I fucking came out of that like someone dumped a bucket of hot water on me. Or Damn. ice water. And I was instantly sober. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was because... I thought, like, I broke a rib. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> and my mom, she's she's just a pro. So she's like, I am so sorry that you feel this. I'm like, Mom, it's not your fault. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then That's finally, like... Yeah. I get drink some water. I'm like, oh... Like, oh, God, I broke a rib. And she's like, you didn't break a rib. You pulled a muscle from vomiting really yeah. hard. And I was like, are you sure? Because, like, I was high and now I'm not. Like, it just instantly went away. And I was like, holy fuck. It's because you probably threw up some of the edibles. They probably You probably only got hit by two of those edibles. Right you on, know? dude. Like, but uh, yeah, yeah. So when you're I able to ride that fucking high when you're able to fucking just ride it, yeah. dude. It's the best. Well, I'm telling you, like edibles are my fucking uh, my go-to. Yeah. Like it's fucking insane. Yeah, I think I need to try like a five milligram yeah. or like a ten milligram. Just, uh, just enough. Like what yeah. uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, uh, I'll I'll bring my pipe. I'll bring a pipe over, or if you want, if you want, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna force it on you, but just just take a little fucking hit, just no. and that's it. And just go, oh, oh, okay. It's like microdosing. Yeah. It's like microdosing THC. And you go, okay, here we go. Yeah. And then just kind of ride that. And then when you start coming back to your normal self, we'll do two hits. <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, that's how, how you do yeah. it. You know, it's like, okay, this is fun. Yeah. It's not necessarily fun. It's, it's I've never smoked cigarettes. So it's like, you, you, you get yourself into a into the zen. It's like into the zone. You know, yeah. it's, it helps you, helps you fucking... Gives you clears the mental space, clears that fucking clutter out of your head. Yeah. And it's like okay, everything's cool. You know, it's like it's like like I was telling you about how I was working out. It's like it's kind yeah. of like that feeling, except you're not tired. Okay, <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like so, another buddy of mine, John, that I was telling about in the last episode, uh, who is uh, I fucking love this guy. He's one of my best friends. I haven't talked to him in a long time, and I feel bad about that. But uh, uh, he, we're at, I was living with him, and it was his birthday, and. Another buddy of mine came back from Colorado, and this was right when Colorado was, like, legalized. So he bought some, like, medical-grade fucking quality shit and a brand-new clean pipe. Like, he, this was his first time smoking out of it, too. Oh, and he was first like, time smoking in general? No, no. Oh, he, uh, okay. This guy, he was, okay. he's, another, he's another pro. Okay. Uh, I'm, like, uh, I'm Little League. Uh, baseball, uh, smoking marijuana, and then you're still hitting off the tee. Yeah, these guys, yeah, I'm fucking tee balling it right now. These guys are major leaguers, yeah. and uh, they're like, Mikey, you got to try this. Like, this is the purest you're gonna get. Like, yeah. it's not like pure cocaine, but like this is like it's not gonna be clogged or dirty. It's not gonna taste bad. Yeah. It's not gonna be just take like take a take a good hit. And I was like, all right, bro, I took it, and uh, I went up to like I was it was I felt fucking. Perfect. I yeah. didn't throw up from this time. I was. It was great. Yeah. But as I go up, I, like, I lost my balance. 
and like I fell into a wall and I literally put this giant hole in this into their wall. Uh, Everyone was fucking dying. Okay. It was so funny. But uh I ended up breaking that wall again later because they did like a really shitty patchwork and this mm. time I was really drunk and yeah. lost my balance again. But we were we went upstairs and we were watching uh playing some people playing video games and I started trying like fuck with my buddy John and he was like a lot quicker than I was and he was like man I got that stoner endurance son <laughs> dude I'm telling you man like uh, when you are when you're zen high that's how I like to call it like you're in the fucking zone high like you can do anything yeah. and you can do anything really well and and I, I shouldn't say anything because uh, if you're brand new at something like I I remember going golfing sky high I was so bad at golf at the time still I am really bad but at the time I had zero skill I had no idea what I was yeah. doing and I was high so it was like made it way worse oh my god way but, worse yeah, yeah yeah but now it's like I'm I've got some skill. I kind of know what I'm doing. I have an idea of how to how it should feel, and now that I have it, and I'm high, yeah. it makes that that feel so much more smooth. Nice. Like it's like, oh, oh, that's what I need to do. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, okay, and it's the same with yoga. Yoga is, yoga, high yoga is just insane. It is. It's. I, I. It's. It's. It's my favorite thing to do. It is by far my favorite thing. To do. Business opportunity. <laughs> It's, I'm sure stone yoga, right. stone yoga, yeah, stoner yoga, yeah. yeah. I could uh, definitely do that. I'm getting my training certificate down in Texas, yeah. but uh, we have we to, need to think about what we're going to call it. Send us your, uh, yeah, send us your uh, suggestions, like, and uh, don't steal my idea or yeah. our idea. Yeah, right. I'm gonna fucking patent this shit. <laughs> but yeah, like you go to yoga. I mean, it's gonna take like a two hours thing, you know. But like you have. Take the edible. You have to wait like an hour for it to kick in, and then you do yoga for an hour, mm-hmm. dude. You're gonna be like, "Oh, this is so fun, so much fun. Why didn't we do this sooner?" Oh, wait, well, you know what's even more clutch is uh, take the edible uh-huh. and smoke a little bit. So you're all, so then you get high, and then yeah. when the high comes down, that's when the edible starts kicking in. So oh, it's like you got to balance yourself. Yeah, you you can go. get yourself a little bit of a balance there. So that's a major leaguer tip. <laughs> <laughs> that's the show tip yeah, right yeah, there, Brett. Yeah. Yeah, we were all how we started this off was talking about horrible things, and now we're just talking about how great it is to get high and just how awesome marijuana is. It's just that, dude. Bro. This is so dark of a subject, man. It's like I don't really want to broach it. You know, it's like, why haven't we done awesome, awful of marijuana or drugs? We can. We have, we've talked about yep. drugs constantly, and like we need to talk about how awful they can be, but also how awesome they are too. Yeah. So uh, I think that's our next topic. Yeah, that's our next topic. Awesome. All right. Make sure you get. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, like I was talking about earlier at the beginning of this one, that the taking ownership of how, just how terrible like psychology has been before in the past still is. It's it's still that's there's that, this, that's what uh, I'm most that's what I'm mostly sad about is is the state of psychology and and there's no there is hope. We talked a little bit about it in the awesome part, but yeah. funding wise, policy wise, uh, governmental action wise. Absolutely zero is being done. Yeah. Absolutely zero is being done. And what scares me even more is the fact that our healthcare is now being intertwined to our government. Well, yeah. more and more, it's always has been, but it's more and more and more and more. And our government clearly gives zero shits about mental health. Yeah. They'd rather ban the guns instead of you know help the people with schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> that's I don't want to talk about the, uh, that anyways. Um, but the government clearly gives zero fucks about mental health. And when that happens, and they're the ones who are dictating and creating policy in regards to our health care, mm-hmm. there's, there, there's zero hope for uh, us being able to afford psychological help. Yeah. So it's going to have to branch off into its own fucking industry, and it's going to have to be privatized, and it's going to have to fucking uh, be affordable. And I don't see a professional service like that being affordable to the common man. Exactly. And and, and it is that that's the dark I think in my opinion, the thing that people a hundred years from now are gonna be looking at like, holy fuck. You're you telling me you only like what? a percentage of people had this help? Yeah. It could have helped everybody. We could have been thousand years ahead. Yeah. Instead you only help the rich? That's like, oh my God. Yeah. How could they be so barbaric? That's what they're gonna be saying, yeah. you know? So there's this uh, two things. There's this great TED talk about depression. This guy, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but he goes on about uh, 
how he said, yeah, we're, we, we look back now at the 50s and go, God, how could they be so barbaric? That was just straight barbarism. He's like, and my hope is that in 50 years from now, they're going to look back and do the same thing. Because that is in and of itself inspiring. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And he's like, I want that to be, because we can only get better. Like, and that's what he wanted. But it was, it was seriously, it, it changed It could my get life. worse. It could, but I think it also, I, I'm hopeful for the... Uh, because, I mean, think about this too. Another dark aspect of our health health ind- healthcare industry is the fact that government dictates what, what we can and can't put in our bodies. Yeah. What, what kind of barbarian, barbarian shit is that? Like, we had a, what, from the 50s to 2021, 60 fucking years to where almost 70 years, actually 70 years of non... Psychedelic research? Yeah. What the fuck? Why is what marijuana... the fuck are we doing? Why is marijuana still considered as dangerous as heroin? That's three generations yeah. of scientists that just haven't looked into it. Yeah, there could have been an Einstein. There could have been an Einstein of, of, uh, of marijuana yeah. that could have been figured out how to or or whatever. Yeah. you know. Yeah, but this is another one. Of, I mean, we kind of broached that subject when you're talking about schizophrenics and gun control and all that stuff. I found this meme on the internet, and uh, it's these two cops laughing, uh, looking like a bunch of dick, dickheads. I mean, that's just the way they look. Fuck the police. Yeah. But uh, they're like, watching the social worker try to de-escalate the unarmed 6'3", 280-pound buck-naked psycho is covered in his own shit swinging around a metal pole. Yeah, I bet like, you he could. Guess, guess what, guys? That social worker is trained in that. Yeah. they uh, But... Uh, they have this actually really beautiful person wrote this really long response that uh, I, I guess I could just read because it it's not going to take that long. Uh, one of my social worker friends posted this response to this meme and I think it's important to pass along. This is what I get paid to do. And yes, some days I end up pinned to the wall by my neck, pulled to the ground by my ponytail, threatened with a shiv or take a rock to the back. But you know who is alive at the end of the day? Everyone. Everyone. Because we have trauma-informed care, self-utilization of psychiatric restraint techniques, which prohibits all horizontal or side-laying restraint, padded blocking shields to allow someone to work out their energy in a safe way to get staff close enough to remove the pipe in this case, and then, when necessary, physician and psychiatric ordered and medically supervised use of medication for de-escalation which is also then taken to a review board post-use. All incidents which require any form of restraint are reviewed. Any video is analyzed and from which we learn, grow, and restrain and retrain staff as necessary. This psycho, in quotations, probably needs a shower, a snack, and then a nap, or maybe someone to talk about whatever triggered this episode, Possibly a full review of his medication and its efficiency. How about some lithium to take him off his manic? Yeah, I mean that's could he could have just been yeah. missed. Uh, uh, his medications could have been misdiagnosed. It's so ignorant. Yeah, or maybe he was a black kid with autism in, in Austin, Texas, whose group home didn't pick up his meds and give them for, give them to him for a week. So he was having a meltdown, going door to door trying to find someone to help him, and he gets shot to death by an, an armed homeowner armed homeowner uh the young man was named was jared james yeah i remember that uh hearing about that uh when i know we kind of we talked about this on a couple of different episodes when i say defund the police or someone says defund the police it's such a branding error it makes me mad because like you were talking about uh the the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Yeah, uh, what people are up in arms about. Like, there's things. There's other things that are more important. It's not defund the police. It's restructure how you are handling. Uh, restructure the uh, the funding of the Re- police, or just restructure the police. Yeah, because the. I also don't want a national police force, though. Yeah, how the because cops are given they they have too many jobs. They're all they're social workers. There are. Uh, uh, what is that called? When Marriage counselors? Wellness check. Oh, wellness check. Uh, yeah. They're social workers, wellness check. They're psychiatric guards. Uh, they have five different titles that they do, but all on top of enforcing the law and being one of the most hated groups in society. 
Yep. So, getting that out of the way, I do support the police because at the end I of the do day... Too. They have a hard-ass fucking job. Yeah. And who, I, who are you going to call? Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if some guy breaks yeah, into your house exactly. or someone steals your shit, who are you going to call? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, most cops don't want to kill anybody. Uh, yeah, well, they're all humans. One of uh, our actually uh, family friends, Cindy Ramsey, you remember her? Oh, yeah. Her daughter went through that uh, guy on 72nd and Grover here in Omaha. Oh, um, at the Ramada Inn. Yeah. yeah. Guy uh, was a schizophrenic and he was having an episode and she was, their daughter was like first on scene and they called their supervisor and their supervisors got there and they tasted him to death. Yeah. So she was traumatized by that. I bet. And it's like rightfully so. Yeah. Most cops don't want to kill people. And that guy was, he came in on a bus, right? Is that what yeah, it was? Is, like like he, that, he, yeah. got, he, he came in from like Oklahoma City or some shit like that again because the officials of that city were sending homeless people out of their city to other cities uh, via the busing system. Yeah. And it's it's like because they just didn't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah. Like that's how barbaric our fucking mental health system is. It's atrocious. But so that like right there. Uh, the police officers need more training. Uh, I think that's going to help them a lot. They also need to be, I think, trained in like hand-to-hand combat. Uh, Jocko Wilnick was on uh, Joe Rogan. Can I take that for talking about Joe Rogan? That's a, that's you. I haven't even brought him up yet. I know that's me. But uh, so he talks about how like when he was at the seals. If you guys are playing bingo at home, yeah. we're going to have a, a real. Chaser, if I bring up Harry Potter, man, you know, oh I was like, God. "Fuck, man!" Like, who, that's, like that's the odds are going to be like ten thousand to one, you know? Right? Shit. But uh, like when he was in the seals, they were training six months out of working, so they would go. They had a mission. They would train for like six months and then go on the mission, and then they would train again. Yeah, cops get like one month of training in their entire career. Yeah, and it's like. They need to be trained more. They need yeah, to be trained you, on how you to... Need to... You need to fund the police. Yeah. You need to give them more money to add more people to train them more. Because he said he needs to... They, they should be trained one day every week. Yeah. 20% of the time they should be training. Right. That So when I say not defund the police but restructure the police, I don't think the police need to be militarized. I don't see why... Not even need, close. Why there needs to be six or seven couple hundred thousand dollar APCs for a police force. Uh, yeah. I don't see why they need to be having uh, military, you know, military, uh, yeah, militarized weapons and body armor and all that stuff. Like SWAT if you, team needs. If to you have need, that. if you need people like that for policing a city, you have bigger problems than uh, than just fucking anything else. You know, it's like yeah, you bring in the national guard if you have that big of a problem. You know, but yeah. Like, so that's like one of the awful aspects of psychology is that. The people who are that are dealing with people who are having psychological breaks or psychological meltdowns usually are not well trained, are not adequately uh, adequately equipped to yeah. deal with the situation, and nine times out of ten end up with somebody dead. Now, uh, there's this one horrific story that I read about this cop who gets this call to about a guy who's being weird, and uh, he go, he shows up and. It is a large black man uh, running around, I'm already scared, and covered in shit. I mean, it's literally what that story was—that yeah. that meme that I read. Right. But this guy was like, "Yeah, this dude was easily six foot six, three hundred plus pounds, covered in his own feces. I could smell him before I could see him, and he was running at at me with something that looked like a fucking screwdriver." And he was screaming, kill me, kill me, I'm going to fucking kill you, kill me, kill me, I'm going to kill you. And I'm in the middle of a blacked out parking lot. And I'm backing up and I'm running away and I'm backing up and I'm yelling at my radio, uh, you know, need assistance, need assistance. And this dude is chasing me, saying that he wants to cut my face off or I'm going to you know, kill me or I'm going to cut your face off. And I, I tried tasing Tasing him didn't work. And thinking, oh God, this dude's high on drugs. And then finally... Finally, backup arrives, and it's been 90 seconds, and this dude's been on a fucking fighting for his life. That's for a long guy. fucking time. Yeah, you think, oh, 90 seconds, that's a minute and a half. Mm. Yeah, well, when you're being chased by somebody who's saying they're going to cut your face off, that 90 seconds is going to feel like 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. So, he finally gets backup, and they finally tag and tackle the guy and break him down peacefully. They don't kill him. He has a fucking, his SpongeBob toothbrush. 
this guy was a mental patient who went off his med- medications. And the one thing that he retained from his time at a psychiatric ward was his SpongeBob fucking toothbrush that he was waving around saying that he was a knife that he was going to kill, kill this cop with. Like, if that cop would have killed him, he would have killed a dude holding a fucking SpongeBob toothbrush. What the fuck? So, yeah. That's like. Good for that cop. Good, yeah, great for that cop. Because, like I said, and his team and his backup. Yeah, yeah. good for them. Because uh, that's that's one thing that's so scary is that uh, people who have these issues, uh, have these disorders, don't have the wherewithal to tell them, I need my medication, or I'm having a breakdown, or uh, I have PTSD and some asshole kids threw firecrackers in my backyard. It's the same thing that when it comes to deal with, like, um, you wouldn't send, you know, like a plumber in to fix an electrical issue no you know like you have specialized people who who literally deal with this every day and they can find somebody who's been in a manic episode or somebody who's having paranoid schizophrenia or who's running around with a spongebob fucking uh toothbrush like this is tuesday for them you know for that cop He's associating that interaction with somebody who's actually trying to kill him. Right. You know, so it's like when you bring in these social workers, yeah, they can handle the situation better than these cops can. Yeah. Because they deal with this every day, you know? And also they have the accountability. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that. I'm not saying get rid of the cops in that situation. Right. Because the cops would actually help a lot if that guy actually had a knife or he was actually trying to use that SpongeBob fucking toothbrush as a knife. Yeah. Because you could do some damage with that if he's that big. Somebody in the eye, yeah. Exactly. Or in the ear. So it's like have them there, but don't make, don't let them be the ones that have to de escalate it. Yeah. Let the person who actually has the experience take charge. Exactly. You just end up being like a. Uh, Enforcement if needed. Well, that, but you end up being a. Referee. Uh, no, like a, a, a nurse's aide. What do they call them in asylum? God, I'm fucking losing my words now. Uh, but yeah, you're just being like an assistant. Yeah. Like, look, this is what I need you to do. I need you to put your gun away, and I'm going to talk to this man. I'm going to get him to calm down. But if he comes at me, like, I need you to restrain him. Just hold him. You don't need to shoot him. Yeah. Like, you could, you could restrain him, because that's what I would do anyway. But. Uh, that's one of the other things too like when we talk about like we were talking about unions and how they need to unionize uh, Amazon oh yeah like one of the unions though that like the the awful part of unions uh, police unions police unions because you know police unions are the, one of the reasons why we have a lot of bad cops out there still yeah why that Derek Chauvin guy who's already killed three people uh, was still allowed to be a police officer and then kill George Floyd so I mean like that's why he's still there. I mean, there's even the Postal Service has unions that this dude, that when I was working for the post office, this dude straight up almost raped a woman on Postal Service property. Christ. And because he was unionized and he had a lot of tenure there, all they did was move him to a different part of the same fucking building that they worked in. And they just said, hey, you can't go on this side of the building. You can't be around her. You can't see her. Like, this dude, like, sexually assaulted this woman, and he did it. That was, like, the third time he did it. And it's like, guys, guys. Are we going to learn? Guys, yeah, I, I get it. Unions are good. Because if we did it, we'd be still working 12-hour shifts, and children would still be working. Like, unions are great. But, like, at what point do we have to go, dude, you can't be they able can to They can be fucking... misused any way, yeah. shape, or form. I mean, just like, like anything else can, you know. Yeah, so there needs to be check about checks and balances. 100%. If there's somebody that is out there killing people, like, you need to, he needs to be held accountable. No matter if he carries a badge and gun, or if he's a fucking postal service, or if he's just an Amazon worker. Mm-hmm. If an Amazon worker is pissing in fucking Amazon packages, he needs he to needs be fucking be fired. fired. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like, uh, this isn't fucking rocket science here. Uh, but, but, going back to dark psychology, yeah. humans love binary. Black or white. Yeah. You know, oh, there's yeah. no in between. You know, either you're pro-union and you're for all unions, yeah. or you're against union and anti-union and you're against all unions. Same yeah, thing with hate the American same workers. thing when it, people refuse to look at nuance because they're fucking lazy. And uh, that goes back to everything. That goes with every single uh, subject. When you, when you have this fucking hashtag, believe all women. Yeah. Are we going to fucking believe Casey Anthony too? Yeah. 
Like, let's fucking think about this shit before we start talking. You know, it's like, let's not have a fucking black or white because everything in this world is gray. Everything. No matter. Seth deals in absolutes. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, sure. Star Wars. Yeah, it's a Star Wars reference. Well, yeah, that's uh, that exactly. I mean, that goes back to. Uh, why? Why we're here today? Why this? Why we are here is what you're talking about. How students, how they're the, the your conspiracy hat of they want children to be sit down, shut up, don't question anything. Yep. And then these these kids who've learned not to question anything finally start questioning everything. Well, that's not even that. Actually, I think it's the opposite. Okay. So yeah. what? With these kids, these our generation and younger who are who are part of this woke bullshit have been indoctrinated into a cult that they're not even going to fucking bother to question. Yeah. The only ones that question are the ones who have already been eaten by their own. They go, oh, shit, this is what I've been doing? So it's like they're not not—they're doing the same fucking thing they've been taught in school. Yeah. But they've been oh. indoctrinated by the same goddamn ideology. So okay. they're not questioning it. They're just going with the flow. It's groupthink. Yeah. It's fucking insane what they're what, what's going on right now. Ooh, that's a negative aspect of mm-hmm. psychology right yes, there. Sir. Awful aspects yes. is groupthink because that's what caused the challenger to happen. Oh my god, yeah, you ain't kidding. Dude, dude, dude. Fucking there were so like so many teams of engineers that like we can't do it. And then they were like, Yeah, but money But and, we're doing it. And we're gonna do it. So, so how can you make it work? Have you seen that documentary by the way? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, oh fucking ugh, god, hard, it's man. terrifying. Yeah, that. I could only watch a couple episodes. I haven't watched the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is gonna be cool. I watch the, I watch the first two episodes. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like I'm good. This is, I, like I'm not watching this before bed. Like it's forensic files. <laughs> right. Like yeah, this is too dark. Let me put on something nice. Yeah. Like, you got that new episode of Forensic Files yeah. on it? Dope. Let's yeah, go. Let's put that on there. Oh, what happened? He raped and killed ten women and cut their heads off. Mm. Perfect. I can only get so wet. Murder. <laughs> but, uh, dude, yeah, it's just, it's it's terrifying to me what psychology can do. But at the end of the day, man, like we were saying, I have to be positive. Like, I gotta be... So know, shut up, Valve, man. Yeah, like, I gotta have an open mind to be able to know that... Because I want to be part of that change. I want to be... The only way you can be part of the change is if you change yourself. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good way to end the podcast. Yes, it is. Well, that's a good way to end it. Because if you want to be the change in the be the change you want to see in the world, that's, do we really want to quote Michael Jackson right at the end there. That's Gandhi, bruh. Bruh, bruh. I'm starting like I want to see the change in the world. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. That's fucking Michael Jackson, bruh. Yeah, I know. But guess who we took it from? Gandhi. Okay. Right. <laughs> but you know, Gandhi was like, you know, he was a pervert, in right? The mirror. Yeah, he he like he had a very young boys. No, he uh, Gandhi was young women. He liked to sit, sleep butt naked with women to uh, uh, test himself against yeah. his abstinence. Yeah. Believe all women. Right. <laughs> did he? Weak, weak. I mean, I don't know. That's what, yeah. No, he did that. That's like, he's been... Yeah, uh, but he had... He had the right ideas. He had the right ideas. I mean, he ended... Uh, uh, like, uh, you almost said apartheid, didn't you? No, I uh, <laughs> centuries of oppression. Man. Yeah. I was trying to think of how long that uh, British Britain had been in... Still own it. Yeah, no, but it, uh, yeah, but the amount of way that they own it. Oh, right. Has significantly decreased because yeah, Cornwallis. Do you want to yeah, let's let's uh, put my conspiracy theory hat on? Okay. Oh, conspiracy theory hood. Yeah. All right. You ready to hear the truth? Son? You ready to hear the truth, people? You're only going to hear it here on the exclusive podcast, right at the end of the awful of psychology. Yeah. So. Major conspiracy theory shit here. Like, this is some deep, dark, into the crack shit here. So, okay. All right. I don't think Britain ever gave up control of its colonies. Okay. War of 1812. Right. They won that war. Yeah. I mean, that could be debated. They won that fucking war. They conceded, but they also moved the White House to Washington, D.C., which is a city state. Washington, D.C. was already there. Uh, Uh, Though the White House is already there, they built it when John Adams was president, and he was that. So was, why did they move the official capital? Well, uh, if you want, if you ever watched the musical Hamilton, uh, why they moved the capital is because they were trying to decide where they wanted to do it and when, uh, and why. Why is because the Virginians. And this is according to Hamilton the musical. Uh, no one else was in the room when it happened. A great song, by the way. Uh, 
they uh, Hamilton was like, look, I'll support you guys moving the capital from New York to the Potomac and it being its own city-state and you guys support my financial system and like give and take type thing. Yeah. Right. So you understand where I'm going with this, right? Right. A little bit, yeah. Okay. We kind of talked about this before. You Uh, also have the Vatican. Right. Its own city-state. Its own city-state. Yeah. You have the UK, but Britain is its own city-state. London is it? uh, London, yeah. Yeah. London's the other one. And... They have the people who control that whole group controls everything. Creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy, right? Because and it's only and and what's even creepier? You can look this shit up. I'm, I'm looking. I'll, I'll show it to. You. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. All three of those city states: London, the Vatican, and Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. They all have the same symbols in their fucking uh, uh, capital buildings. What? Yeah. Look it up, baby. Look like it up. Obsolete, obsolete, obelisks and um, uh, all-seeing eyes. Or? No, like well, yeah, yeah, the all-seeing eye, the obelisks, and uh, uh, but like they're like they're enshrined in a seal. Oh shit! On the building itself, and it's the same seal on every single building. Were they made by masons or? Yeah, it's Freemasons. Fucking Freemasons, <laughs> bro! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're leaving that. So, uh, yeah, conspiracy theories are a way to. Uh, Get into a really dark. Cons- That's an awful aspect too. of psychology. Is really conspiracy is. theory because yeah. I have a whole fucking magazine about why people believe conspiracy theories, and it's a great read. That's another topic we should broach. Is awesome, awful parts of, of conspiracy theories. <sighs> Dude, we got some great ideas. All mm-hmm. right, well, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, email us. I Take mean, my conspiracy theory hood off. Uh, we might check that email eventually. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Mike's the one who does it. Yeah, I, yeah, I check it every day. But uh, I, don't you know, che- I don't uh, check it. Awesome, awful podcast at gmail.com. The Instagram is the same thing. Like, follow, subscribe, like us on Spotify, uh, Apple, iTunes, all the all the major stuff. And yeah, thanks for listening and hope you have a good night. Bye. Bye.